Welcome back to another exciting episode of Chainsaw Buffet. Got the crew together. Maybe. Wake up, Chad! Wake up! Maybe I'm sorry, it was so exciting. exciting. Chad, wake up! The uh, kids are on your damn lawn. <laughs> so, June 15th has uh, come and gone several weeks ago, but I think we did the E3 podcast somewhere in there, so yeah. we pretty much said fuck the uh, announcement of the winner, but we do have a winner for our... Uh, MTAC Odyssey t-shirt, which has been signed by everybody under the sun. Oh, I totally found the shirt, too. Oh, it's about damn good. It was, it was really in an obvious place. It's good that you find it before were we you, Were you wearing it? No, I wasn't. <laughs> that would be hell of a thing. I looked in the mirror, and there it was. Did you, did you bring it? No. Are you going to bring it this weekend? Sure. Yes. Good. Okay. You're not the Better. boss of me. I and am You're not the so boss. big. I am. Okay, and you it's are that big. Sure, whatever. Is. What? I have a huge honorary penis, and you know it. And ass. <gasps> Charlie! Oh, he's got a big booty. Actually, I, I've never quite figured out if that's a good thing or a bad thing. If it's ghetto booty, to, it's to a say good it thing. Like that. What? Okay. what? 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 It's good for I don't know. Video. I don't understand you people. It's definitely not healthy. If Sir Mixlot were to come into this room right now, he would be very impressed. True. That hurts me a little bit deep down where my no, soul it, meets my intestines. You don't You don't like Sir Mixlot? No one likes Sir Mix-a-Lot. Not even Sir even, Mix-a-Lot. Even Sir Mix-a-Lot okay, does not like Sir Mix-a-Lot. Who's the winner? Who's the winner? I want to know. Um, the winner is little Chris Parker from Louisville, Kentucky. Yay! I believe he's seven and a half. <laughs> little, little Chris? Is, is he a rapper? Is he the son of a rapper? <laughs> he is now. He's the son, of the son of a rapper. They're having kids younger and younger these days. Uh, it, it's actually appropriate that uh, Chris, aka Parch, won the uh, the shirt because he's actually uh, our favorite our, fan. Our, our, well, he's our biggest fan, possibly our only fan. I'm not sure. He's my favorite. Um, to, to illustrate this, uh, I've logged into the uh, Chainsaw Buffet email. That's podcast at chainsawbuffet.com, motherfuckers. Uh, to read some snippets from the uh, last time that we did... It's a uh, top-level domain. <laughs> so, some uh, mail reading. It's like, it's like the XXX domain. <laughs> huh. We definitely need to register chainsawbuffet.xxx. <laughs> you know what? I'm yes. not going to do that. You can do that, and you can have your name attached to it, but I would rather not have Why? my name attached Why? to it. Why? What is that? If you are not actually a purveyor of pornography, actually, then what's I'm the not, problem? But actually, that's actually I don't think we could. No, that's actually, like, the com. point. That's commercial. You're not selling anything. We'd no, be giving no, billions none of, of the hits other, that way. None of the other... Actually, I bet not. People Single would, hits. But, no, because but nobody XXX, visits porn sites. It's just a multi-billion dollar industry that nobody patronizes. No, we're obviously not a porn site. But uh, I don't think they'd let us be on there just because, you know, the point is are to segregate rules? the porn sites I will, away I will, from the you know, put a picture of my junk on there if that's what it takes. <laughs> I'll put a picture of John's junk on there if that's Seriously. what it takes. It's not even impressive. I'm not even going to lie about it. But, uh, you know, if it gets us on there. I would let you guys photograph my feet for that, please. Yeah, that's... Uh-huh. That's right. creepy as hell. Well, it's that's great. a thing. So moving on. Yeah, that's very specific. Not. Tell me, Jen. Uh, Maybe you're not familiar with uh, some of the specific interests out there. I no, think. no, I understand there are people with foot fetishes, but Jen no, no, sounds like he has a interests. foot fetish fetish. No, I don't. Mm. I seem pretty Maybe he's a foot fetishist fetish. And anytime it comes up, Jen is always the first one to say, oh, I'll do it. 
It's a little weird. But I haven't yet. And I probably no, won't. Yeah, because you're all talk. Yes, I, I su- am. I'm surprised. You said you want you want to be in on this when we uh, announced that uh, Parch was the winner. And you were like, oh, I, I want to be on this one. I'm like, you won't do it. They'll, you'll say it, and then they'll be like, yeah, I don't fucking feel like it. In the last five minutes. It, that's the way it always goes with you. It's because I love Parchy. Yes, right. we, we actually know Parch through World of Warcraft. Or, well, I don't really, because I don't and really I'm play anymore. And I'm a Warcraft anymore, addict. And then yes, you are crying five, addict. Five minutes sober. You're shaking a little bit. We'll right get you now. a key ring. Uh-huh. You're sweating a lot. So, speaking of Warcraft, uh, Parch Sensei Warcraft related email. Uh, a bit of news in case you missed it, and this is old news now. Blizzard in- introduced remote access to the WoW Auction House. With a price of $3 a month, you can look at, buy, and sell things on the Auction House from your iPhone or other browser. Something you can nerd rage on in your apostrophe cast if you see fit. I know how you felt about the pets. Uh, Tongue sticking out of the Moticon. I can't remember, dot, 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 did you ever mention the Celestial Steed? Uh, no. I don't even know what that is. It's oh a $25 God. mount. That your other account. I once paid 25 for a mount, but it's kind of, it kind <laughs> yeah, of looks um, like uh, that's illegal in every state except Nevada. Yeah. And it's, God bless you, Jesse it, like, oozes stars everywhere. It's the, it was the stars out of its hind end. It's the something. dumbest thing ever. Who the fuck wants to pay twenty five dollars for a flying mount? Twenty five gold. People who are all hopped up on the wow. Uh, apparently, Actually, you're not. Wait, it's a, apparently they've decided that, for that. Apparently, they've decided that they're getting Sorry. too much competition from other, you know, MMOs in the leveling up in the classic leveling up adventure department, and they're going wholesale into the uh, second life paradigm of pay real money for virtual shit. Yeah, I, I'm not. I mean that. I'm not that jumping on that bandwagon. Pay virtual the mobile, money for real shit. The the mobile um, the the mobile access does remind me of their uh, of the paradigm that they've got for that. Which basically the point you know the point of, it, of that is you just take you just get virtual shit. Yeah, you, you don't have to go around and kill stuff to get it. Let, let me put this you in just perspective. Spend money. I paid $3, a one-time fee. And the, the, you, you've probably got some apps you can think of like this. You yes. paid $3 for a Guitar Chords app. That is a, an app that I can use for a hobby. And in that sense, I understand the, the, the WoW iPhone app. What disturbs me is there are people is, who think that $3 a month is, like, necessary to So manage. that they can buy and sell things on the auction house when they're not logged like, into war, World of yeah, Warcraft. You have a problem at that point. Yeah. If that is worth $3 a month, you have a problem. Well, apparently that's who it's going to be. There, there are some people who make MMOs their living. And as disturbing as that is, hey, I wish I could get paid to play a game all day. I do too. Get on that, Sony. <laughs> I mean... Uh, it's disturbing, deeply disturbing. It actually Dear is. advertisers, it if is. you're not offended by the phrase motherfuckers, which appears frequently in our podcast, please contact us about uh, advertising opportunities. They're available to you. Don't forget horse-faced goat fucker. <laughs> or just face fuck. <laughs> Skull fuck. I hope we're approached by Jim's motherfucking maple bacon. (laughs) Because I hear that's a fine product, and I would love to advertise that. Oh, that could be the same. The the auction house thing, that's that's a bit much. I'm 
severely addicted to Warcraft, but I wouldn't even do the auction I, thing. I can understand paying $3 for the app to access it. I don't understand why they would charge you an extra monthly fee to access the service that you're already accessing. Because they can. Because they can, and they know people will I don't know them. why they feel like people will I mean, pay for it. There's, I, there's a I lot kind of... of Hope that they don't. There's a lot of web services out there that people pay premiums for. I pay $25 a year for Flickr, you know, so I can upload a ton of stuff. You know, I mean, th there is a precedent for paying money for services. Google yeah, search but it. it's it, not just a service. It's an add-on for a service for that a you're already you're paying already $15 paying. a month for, yeah. for a six-year-old game. You, know, you pay thirty dollars for your phone data plan. Yeah, no, I understand. Uh, I mean, it's it's not a service in itself. It's an add-on service that's another way of accessing a service you're already on that you're already paying for. Okay. Ding. Part, We're done part, with that one. Parts yes. asked the question: uh, How like, far is too far? And will Blizzard already cross the line? The line was several uh, paces back yeah. that way. Well, I don't. The really, rest of it, like paying for character add-ons, and again, that's. Not so weird, and but a lot of MMOs have gotten a lot of complaints from people who uh, play the traditional way and you know spend the time to play and get good at it and kill a lot of shit and spend a lot of time and have that investment and want to get shiny new stuff so and some guy just comes along and it's a you know, down his credit card and buys it. I don't but, fault Blizzard so much as like. If you're doing this, you have a problem. There's a point where you have to go. Twenty-five real dollars. Wow. Well, they're the ones who they're, they're the ones who have set up the you system. Need to level forty and up, and are exploiting these kind there of people. Go. I mean, these are the yeah. kind of people who will play for hours on end and let their kids starve. These people would get addicted to something else. Yes, I mean, they would. You know, get Blizzard Jennifer. Next question. Yeah. Next so, question. so should we treat Blizzard as drug dealers then? Yes. Uh, next question. Next question. Uh, this is in reference to our fan mail uh, podcast that we did a while back. Uh, hey, Chain Salvafe, I figured I'd weigh in on some of the statements made in the last podcast as well. I guess it's only fair to answer my own question, top three to five greatest uh, SNES games of all time. Number one, Street Fighter Two, agreed. Uh, number two, Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past. Number three, Chrono Trigger. Number four, Killer Instinct. Uh, number five, Super Scope 6. Yeah, Killer Instinct and uh, Super Scope 6. What the hell? Uh, jump off the line. Killer Instinct yeah. was okay, but here's here's the thing you have to understand. It's a game made by Rare, who hasn't made a decent game since the original Battletoads. Rare can go fuck themselves. I hate them so so much. Killer Instinct always seemed to be like it looked cool and it had some cool ideas for characters, and it kind of had the edge of being more you know hardcore than um, you know Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter, but it looked like the gameplay on it just sucked. It wasn't great. No. Yeah. And Super Scope 6, what the fuck, man? What the fuck, man? That's all I can say. Uh, there were better light gun games on the uh, on the original NES. I mean, I'd take Duck Hunt <laughs> over Super Scope 6. Were, were there with actually... Duck Hunt, you got Mario with it. <clears throat> exactly. So, uh, were there actually any other light scope games for SNES? Uh, I think there might have yes. been like one other... I had a big poster of a bunch of like Nintendo games would, or Nintendo Power would release like you know 
books of Nintendo games. They, they did that a couple times through their history, and yeah, they had one that marked out light gun games. So there were a bunch, I just don't remember. Hogan's Alley was one, I think. Okay. What about Terminator 2, the arcade game? Did that ever, That's not a that, Nintendo That game. never got that never got to. I don't think. Okay, I couldn't remember if it was <clears throat> that generation. But then call on Link to the Past and Chrono Trigger. Yeah. Serious. Chrono Trigger is one of the best uh, RPGs I ever played. Yes. yes. Multiple yes. endings. Um, he also said uh, Paperboy 2 was on the SNES, so that we shouldn't bully Jeffrey, but I think Jeffrey said Paperboy, not Paperboy 2, uh, just the original. I so. think they did come out with... Yeah, I know they came out with the second one, but that wasn't this just... No, I think they came out with the original. So, moving on. Whatever. Um, I like Paperboy. He, he also goes on to uh, mention <laughs> that he was... Way to contribute. <laughs> ...that given a choice of only one, he would pick uh, Morgan over Felicia... Done. Um, agreed. Agreed with us on DuckTales. Agreed. Um, I agree with his agreement. Let's see. Um, I'm trying to read this. Uh, okay, no, nothing, nothing interesting to touch on. It's wow. Of, so it's, basically... So, so the second email was totally uninteresting except for like four bits. Well, uh, see, as opposed to just reading his response to our responses, which... Seems a little bit self-indulgent. I was trying to get to actual questions. There are a lot of emails. We might, we should indulge ourselves. But, <laughs> so just so we're all on the same page, we're all in agreement, which convinces us more and more of our own rightness, which means uh, we're more and more I, hostile actually, towards people who disagree with us. No, actually, it makes so me really want to read about the English things. Yes. What's next? Moving um, on. Let's see. Uh, next, Parch asks us about Avatar. Avatar is being re-released into theaters with 40 minutes added to it, edited out of the first movie. Then they'll re-release the DVD Blu-ray with the extras added. Are you going to pay normal ticket price to see a movie that you've already seen with 40 minutes of added crap that wasn't good enough to make the cut in the first release? Uh, pause for inevitable negative response. Well, here's your inevitable negative uh, response. I Fuck, no, I'm not going back to see 40 more minutes of a three-hour goddamn movie in the first place. No, you're absolutely right. It wasn't good enough to make it into the movie the first damn time. It's not like Lord of the Rings where it's based off of a book and they cut something out from the book and now you've got, you know, that scene from the book that you were missing and just had to have At added least in there. Lord of the well, Rings. Well, 40 minutes they're adding in, would it have Tom Bombadil in it? No. Oh, then I'm not saying Avatar. This, no. this is a side note, but John, you were like channeling Wallace Shawn for a while there. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're going to be uh, putting Iocane powder in drinks. Who says I don't? Uh, Avatar. Uh, <laughs> you're not dead. At least I never saw Avatar. I built up the first an immunity time. to Iocane powder. Avatar but for me is the last Airbender, so I, I don't. Uh, I don't acknowledge Avatar. It's at least I, I, I have never seen it, so. I'm going to go to the theater and see it in 3D and pay $20 to sit there for four hours watching Mech Warrior meets Fern Gully. You are the case where this makes sense. If they made a movie called Mech Warrior vs. Yes, Fern Gully, that would be awesome. It would also like, be it's like called Avatar. It would be a short it's film. called Avatar. No, but no, I mean, no, no, no. I mean the, the exact properties. Not, not, this the, is like Fern Gully, this is like Mech is, Warrior. How many people are there in the world who wanted to go see this who didn't get a chance to? Um, Apparently not either. many because it was the uh, you know, so highest grossing movie the whole of all time. Goddamn theater to myself. No, yes. there will be fa- fanboys. No, no, there won't. But you'll, you'll, you will be able to put your at least, legs up. At least Lord of the Rings waited a couple of years, you know, or, or waited till the DVD release to do the extended edition instead of going. 
We can soak more money out of them. But it, it seems a bit of hubris on James Cameron's part that he decided that he can re-release this movie less in theaters less than one year after he first released it. Yeah, wait like but ten years. Let us not forget that this is James Cameron, the same man who thought he was going to undo 2,000 years of history by producing a documentary on some people who thought they found Jesus' tomb. Well, the answer? No. no. What's next? One difference, just, just to note, one difference between it and Lord of the Rings, and I didn't hear you if you mentioned this, the special editions of Lord of the Rings were put out on DVD first, and the only time that they were put out in theaters was right before the release of the next movie. Yeah, they were. True. They had a very limited, and it was only some theaters did. Uh, the main thing I remember hearing was before Return of the King, they did a run of a special showing of special editions of Fellowship and Two Towers right before it. So you were sitting there for like ten hours. Yes. Okay, fair It's, it's a bit of a... Uh, Only a the most hardcore and smelliest fanboys would do that. <laughs> if they <laughs> weren't the smelliest, they were, you know, like eight hours into the... That's, that's a work day. <laughs> that's a work day with overtime. <laughs> I wish that was my work day. Again, uh, I would get bored get paid, after get, a while. Get, get, if get it was paid the same to play movie. a game. Well, it's not the same movie. It's three movies. Uh, it's the I would be like uh, the guy on that old cartoon, The Critic. Yeah. You know, where it's just like, it stinks. <laughs> Next. That was a great I'll see you have John Lovitz's voice. Oh, this is going to be fun. Um, What's next? Yeah, next, uh, Parch asks us about a uh, one of my favorite subjects, Gemma Arterton. Um, John said that Jim Arterton is one of his top selves. I wonder what Chad or Dylan or Jeff or Jen or Charlie would say. And yeah, Dan included. I, I thought he was going to leave me off the list, son of a bitch. <laughs> he he, he no did, but I added you on there because you weren't there for that um, podcast. Do we actually need to... Well, fine, he's a son of a bitch celebrities. now. Like, everyone gets, like, 30 seconds or something to answer... I don't, I don't want to answer. I'll go ahead and read the, the rest of the uh, email okay. where everybody thinks of their response. He said, if I had to pick three, it would be Alicia Cuthbert, uh, Michelle Trottenberg, and Kate Beckinsale, who I think looks kind of anorexic, which goes back to my whole thing of as to why I don't like anybody in Hollywood. Um, and on a side note, I found, uh, I, I thought I was the only one that found a British accent to be very sexy. Thanks for the validation, John. Most people would say a French accent is the oddest. Well, I'm not here to fucking validate you or anybody else, including myself. Now, if you need validation, you need to look in the mirror and, and validate yourself. Validate your own damn parking. <laughs> wow. So, uh, selfs? I, I will just say that French accents are not Hot. Do we have yeah. to be honest? Yes. Your accents German. are awesome. Oh, yes, we have to be honest. I wish I had an English accent. Me too. I wish I had a, I wish I wish I could swap out my vocal cords with uh, Patrick Stewart's. Like, Hell yeah. I Sorry about the mess in there, but my post-sex piece drank for dinner. Patrick Stewart is a comedian. I, I, I do have a question yeah. about the whole self thing. Are we talking about like one night stand? Or are we talking about like long term commitment? I, I think the general premise is one night stand. Well, see, any woman so who would Dylan do that, like their attractiveness immediately goes. Well, down. whatever works for you, then. Okay, yeah. Commit I don't have an answer you. anyway. I uh, can't. Oh, come on, Dylan. Megan Fox. There, I said it. Sony makes a fine product. <laughs> <laughs> She just has to stand there. That's all. She doesn't even have to act. She can just lay there. 
That's good because she can't. Oh, good. Oh. <laughs> She's being replaced That's by Alan Tudyk in uh, Transformers 3. Well, not really, but... <laughs> the same character, they just changed the actors. Like really Nick York and Dick Sargent. Uh, yes, he is. Oh, thank God. No, this is going to be awesome. Well, <laughs> off the subject, but there, there's no word on whether he's going to be a, hum- a squishy or a robot. But I don't uh, care. Some people suggest that he'd be Springer. Who are you talking about? Alan Tudyk, Wash from Serenity and Firefly, is going to be in Transformers 3. As what? Nobody knows. Nobody knows whether he's a squishy or a robot. So, uh, let, let's get back on the subject of Silver. Well, I'll share. Shockwave is the villain. I'll share some of the, the prim- I'll share some of the theories after we get off on the. You know who the new villain's gonna be? It's gonna be Megatron, just like it's always fucking Doctor Wily. But Shockwave's gonna be in this one. Not so. Shockwave. Yeah, that's that's they why they're telling you now. They, I'm they going on record saying that when the movie comes out, Megatron will make an appearance and he will be the major bad guy. <laughs> yeah, well, he will make an appearance. Where Shockwave. There was, uh, about the fifth issue of the comic, it was like the first regular issue or so. What happened was, the first issue or so after the limited series that started the old Marvel comic, Shockwave came in, made Megatron his bitch, killed all of the Autobots, put Prime's head on the Hibachi, and it was up to Ratchet to go rescue them. Nice. He was badass. The only way he was stopped was Ratbat was in control of his fuel supplies and said... You're spending too much money. Okay, so selfs. Uh, yeah. Charlie. Yeah, I wasn't even on the list, so. Well, yeah, you're gonna answer anyway because you're here. Is it a top three or just? It just top one. Oh, okay. I, I'm not giving a damn top three. Uh, I got nothing. Rachel Ray. Taylor Hall. Oh, <laughs> hell no. No. <laughs> That's, no, you might as well say no, Paula Dean there's, there, there, there's a point where ghetto booty becomes ridiculous. And, ridiculous. Uh, and, and she is the part. Wait. She has a redonkadonk. Wait, you know that she has a ghetto booty. Have you seen her? Have you ever seen her? Yes, but I yeah, don't. You saw her ass into the room ten minutes before she did. Which is I, weird. I, that she was, was walking her forward. Face because she was talking about something. She was screaming. She was screaming about something. Butter, most likely. I think maybe I lost That's my probably. sight from all the, the, the noise. You know, it was just that overwhelming. Okay. All my other senses so shut Dylan, down. who's yours? I don't know. It, Dylan's is Taylor Hanson. Name one. Oh, hell no. Taylor Hanson, Taylor, Taylor Swift. <laughs> Taylor Hanson's Tim Taylor is pretty hot. I got nothing. <clears throat> I kind of have John's problem with Hollywood. It's like... Yeah. Shallow or uh, Shallow and ugly pedantic. bass player from bold. Sushi Mommy Ray. Awesome, love it. Because she would cut me, and I would love it. <laughs> she does. Oh. She does have the stare. That's disgusting. Well, I don't know why. Bass player from Sushi Mommy Ray, Lucy Christian, and what the hell, Harry Connick Jr. Just in case I decided to go gay. Because <laughs> <laughs> Harry Connick Jr. is a pretty pretty man. <laughs> wow, uh, nice Queen Latifah. I would. Yeah, you can't skate on those things. Now, now that we've had her on the podcast, can I just say Laura Bailey? She's her boyfriend's so going to mess you up. Bring, bring it, Guile. Bring that Sonic Boom bullshit. Oh, you I, love I'm gonna dra- I do. I, I do them both. <laughs> yeah, he's on your list, too. Yeah, he's, Dear he's Mr. Willingham, sir, I, I respect you as a human being, and I mean nothing against your uh, lovely girlfriend. Who I would totally bone. But I would bone you, too. <laughs> I would bone you, but... I, I'm, I'm done trying to smooth this Last in pipeline. It's, uh, that's all I'm saying. 
And there it is. There's the last interview we ever got with anybody. Oh. Moving on before we... Uh... No, because this this is buried deep within this podcast. No one's going to... The way, so, the way no I see this going it. is that, uh, you know, there would be some of Spike Spencer's box wine involved. <laughs> well, I don't Thank like... Spike Spencer. That's Hollywood. He's, he's got the cowboy thing going. Mm-hmm. He's, so he's moving a, on. He's a bit of a heartbreaker, though. Yeah. He'd, he'd love you and leave you. So, moving on. So, moving on. Did Chad ever answer? Here. Oh, do I need uh, to? All, all of his are Transformers. Yeah, you you don't have see. to, because Nathan Fillion. There we go. Oh. Like oh. oh. Not Alan Tudyk? You know, there are like three oh, women on that, that show. If you had the chance. Like, like when, I, when I saw Ellen Tudyk at uh, Dragon Con, I really had to check to make sure that Chad hadn't shown up. It was eerie. <laughs> it was really fucking eerie. The mannerisms were scary. It was like it looking was... into a... Di- it was like if Chad looked into a damn mirror. So how come he's the rich and famous one and I'm the failure? I don't know. Because you're the evil one? He got all of the <laughs> and lot and talent. So if like, so it'll be like acting talent. It'll no, be like, I don't mean Chad has talent. There was a Jet Li movie several years ago, The One, just where a guy is traveling from alternate universe to alternate universe, bumping off alternate universe versions of himself so that he gets more powerful. So that means I need to go kill Alan Tudyk and take his power. You're on a watch list, aren't you? <laughs> Oh man, I would love to see you so, explain this to the police. Now. Move, moving on before any more death threats are leveled. Um, dear Chainsaw Buffet, why do women's farts smell so much worse than men's farts? Holding his nose in Kentucky. Um, the reason being is that men let them out freely, whereas women hold them in until, until they uh, until right the last up. minute. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, but what are we, dear Abby? I, I'm also going to throw out a possibility uh, here yeah. that you are. Overgeneralizing that no. smells differ from person to person, male or female. So, no, I, I don't know. How about you look in Jennifer's eyes for just a second? Uh, she's aware that we're all out now. I'm gonna bring up my Is Terry it? Bogart here. Geese. Can we get a? Can we get a? Can we get another question? Wait, is it, is I, I'm done talking. About Is parts. it winter? Are there geese flying south? <laughs> Somebody get her some water. I can't breathe. Probably farted. Moving on. <laughs> please. Somebody get her some water, please. She's hyperventilating. I, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try the uh, southern accent for this one. Oh, good lord. Um, because this one is addressed. Uh, I can do it. Dear mm-hmm. Lucius Hambone. Dear Lucius Hambone, mm-hmm. I am writing in regards to your insightful candle provided at the beginning of the latest Chainsaw Buffet podcast. Leave it to your, leave it to you to state something so profound and yet so simple. I have a problem, however, and that is the implementation of your solution. Yesterday, I closed my wife in the basement, a li- but a little while later, I saw her again. It seems that they have learned, much like the raptors in Jurassic Park, how to open doors. Maybe she watched me do it and mimic my motions. I think next time I may just push her down the stairs and close the door quickly. To be sure, she doesn't see how to do it again. Wish me luck. Signed, Rayford Lester Beaumont the Third. Parchin parenthesis. Oh, why Lucius? I'm sure Lucius will comment on that at some point. Oh, nothing. What? Nothing. He's not here. How would he comment? 
Oh, you're, uh... You're doing that again. It's like it's like Steve Bloom saying, uh, no, that was uh, David Lucas. We sound a lot alike. They do sound a lot alike. I've met David Lucas. He's a great guy. What? They're not the same dude. Do we we have to move on now and just, we'll we'll record that as a separate segment? Okay, Fabe. Um, yes. Let's move on. Uh, hey there, Chantel Buffet. I'm sure you've heard about the groundbreaking news that the soon-to-be-divorced Alan Tipper Gore. This could cause monumental changes in life as we know it. Why, you may ask? Think about this. Who gets the internet? Huh. That is profound. Yeah, I don't think we need to spend any time on that one. Nope. <laughs> What's next? Uh, he took see. all that time to write that email, to lovingly craft it. He I don't know what to say. It. It's okay. It's okay. Um, there's more. <laughs> this one comes from... No. Um, not Chris Parker, but Walter Parker. Uh, question, question is, do you like fish sticks? Yes. Yes. You know what? I'm okay with fish sticks. Oh, do not differ. I would so rather have a nice, you know, cut of fish. That, not that was not the question. Not that was not the question. Fried up that was not the question. I don't care. Not the question. Yes, I like it, it fish sticks. Do you like better A or B? It says, do you like fish sticks? A or A? Yes or no? Thank you. Damn it. Jed? Fuck no. Only if they're Gordon's. Gordon's version? If they're soggy, I will not eat them. Product placement. I sure do like Gordon Fisherman's fish sticks. (laughs) Trash to the Gordon's Fisherman. Yum. Um, (laughs) That's Red Robin. (laughs) Jed is trademarked. (laughs) They trademarked yum. Yes. yes, on the menu, you will see, uh, the, the, in one of their burger descriptions, you know, they use the term yum, Y-U-M-M-M-M-M. Wait, now, trademark. They, oh, now they trademark Y-U-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M
you know, play that game, you have to buy that console. It's really irritating to me that if I want to play X game, I basically have to pay $550. 500 for the console, 50 for the game. They offer new technology on the console, on the consoles to bring you in. Oh look, this one plays Blu-ray. I already have a Blu-ray player in my computer, or hooked up to my TV, just as an example. It would be nice if you could purchase off options on your console a la carte, like you can a PC. Don't want a Blu-ray player? Cool, that's $100 off. Don't want Wi-Fi? Another $50 off. See what I mean? Now, don't get me wrong. I know that will never happen. I'm just musing. I'll end my rant now, but that's food for thought. Actually, that's pretty ignorant thought for food, because I'm a lifelong console gamer. Let's well, just yeah. let's start from the top. Start no. from the top. First Some... off, things have kind of come full circle in, in that things are kind of, are sort of blurring together. Ba- back about... This would have been second or third generation consoles. A lot of consoles had the option of what they called a computer kit. It was basically uh, a floppy disk drive, a keyboard, and usually a box with ports for printer and modem and whatever else. You use like basic. There was an OS disk that you would load, and it would be a computer. Atari put out a couple. Um, I'm trying to remember what else. but they kind of got killed along with consoles in general in the video game crash. And then when Nintendo came along with the Famicom and consoles came back, um, they were designed to be basically as cheap as possible, as integrated as possible. And uh, to, to jump ahead to your final thing about options, the way that consoles are built is not like computers. It's not even like something on the level of a laptop. They're so tightly integrated and use specialized components to keep costs down so that you can buy this fairly high-grade machine for, you know, $500 for, for a 360. And let's face it, if you had to look at a requirements list on a console game, that would defeat the purpose of... Yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of the other things, <clears throat> is that it is fixed hardware. Now, the firmware... The, the firmware the, the, that holds the OS is being updated. That's one difference the new-gen consoles do have. They are going to get software upgrades. For example, the, the upgrade that allows, that was recently released, or is going to be released for PS3, that lets it do 3D. Yeah, it's already up. And that's, in a sense, there is some blurring of the lines, not so much between PCs, but between um, consoles and other devices like media players uh, and DVD players. And to correct your point, a lot of people did not have a Blu-ray player before they bought a PS3, and that's why Blu-ray won the format war. Um, also it simply cheated. because cheated. He went for the nut shot. I saw <laughs> it. That too. But I mean, <laughs> I a, lot of people, a lot of people bought the PS3, which could do Blu-ray right out of the box, as opposed to... Uh, 360, which had to have an add-on to do HD DVD. Not only that, but early Blu-ray players were as expensive or more expensive than the PS3. And the PS3 could not only do that, and could be... Did it better than a lot of them, and could be upgraded via software to integrate features. At the time Blu-ray came out, it was still kind of a developing concept, and there were a lot of people that they were putting this feature on their disc, and not all machines supported this feature. But it's kind of a lost leader for the PS3. One... It, you know, it was because the hardware was at first it more expensive, but it Sony in the in the next in the gen DVD wars, war. and then also it 
it allows it extends the life of the console having that built in. Yeah, and I, I think that the current consoles are going to be extended by um, software upgrades for a while because uh, just like um, mobile phones, just like mobile phones, smartphones, that sort of thing. But they they are putting a lot of like they are becoming more like a computer, but they're definitely keeping very strict lines, like. Very tight control on what you can do with a console because Linux. I mean, Linux draw or uh, not Linux. PS3 dropped its support for um, installing Linux uh, a couple models ago. You know, 360 doesn't have a web browser. 360 controls exactly like even with indie games well, controls whether you can hit the network. They're yeah, very there's very. Also- there's a lot of convergence, but there's also a lot of walls set dividing up. it up. Yeah. It's again just like with with smartphones and apps that kind of chop up information you get from online into nice little digestible packages. But I, I think that there will be some integration in terms of uh, I don't know how many people, depending on how things go with support for peripherals, like a, a good remote control. I don't know about emails, but controlling. A DVD or uh, Blu-ray, I guess now I haven't switched over to Blu-ray. Uh, controlling media playback with a something like a a PS3 controller or an Xbox controller for me is less intuitive than a conventional controller. And I know that a lot of these consoles support these control, you know, remote controls, but I don't know if they'll ever completely replace, for example, having a separate, you know, DVR or, uh, um, I can't remember what the abbreviation is for holographic DVDs. Holographic DVDs? Yeah, it's what's going to replace Blu-ray in about five or six years. Blu-ray's lifespan is going to be fairly short. As are, I mean, this Um, this generation's... DVDs. This console generation is going to have a longer life than normal, but yes. yeah, they're still going to be around. Uh, Blu-ray is, Blu-ray is uh, I suspect, going to be around a while as a game format, just as CDs outlasted. Uh, to an extent, outlasted CD-ROMs for computer and, and uh, CDV um, applications. CD-ROMs kind of lasted a little bit longer in the console format because um, the hard, one thing you can't upgrade on a on a uh, console without an extra piece of hardware plugged in report is the hardware. But um, other than that, Blu-ray, as far as a movie format, is very much a transitional format. They're trying to get the standards for um, holographic DVD or whatever the abbreviation is, I can't remember, ironed out. And they're saying it's going to be something like uh, one terabyte discs. Yeah, so, I mean, you'll be able to... You'll, you'll be able to watch your movies in 3D. Okay, so I'm, I'm going <laughs> to jump in on this. Yeah, go ahead. You're um, from the console standpoint. Yeah, because I, I don't even pretend to be a PC gamer at all. I play... Well, I'm, I'm not a PC gamer. I just, you know, being a now former IT teacher, I've, I've gotten used to dealing with the difference into every conversation, don't you? Right. Yes. Somebody give me a job for God's sake! I'll give you a job. It pays nothing and there are no benefits. It's a handy job. Fuck yeah. you then. And your butt's gonna be so sore. <laughs> um, that would be a rim job. Anyway. Um, <laughs> wait, that's a rim shot. Sorry. Nice. Terrible. 
As far as gaming goes, just from a pure gaming standpoint, here's where I think the, the line is drawn between console and PC, and, and always will be. PC games are constantly um, unregulated in their performance standards. Uh, they can they can exceed with you know they, basically the only requirement they have to meet is that the technology has to exist and you have to be able to go out and buy it. Um, Crytek is in, is infamous for doing yeah. that. Like you have to have a three thousand dollar PC to run Crisis on the PC at at the highest level. The benefit of a console is that for however long the console's life is, which now is you know for this generation is looking like it's going to be probably around seven or eight years. Um, the, those are the only system requirements you have to have, is owning the console and then buying the game. Um, well, in a sense, that's actually... It, it makes things difficult for programmers because they have to work within constraints, especially toward the end of the lifespan. But on the other hand, with clever programmers, um, they can do things like... And it, it's a little less common now with consoles. It used to be that they would exploit um, bugs... In, in the uh, software, you know, to get tricks to, for example, make it appear that there were more colors on screen than the machine actually supported or right. more things moving. And, and you used to get, from a programming standpoint, uh, some very clever and impressive games. But, but the, point, the point being is that to get a computer that will run whatever game comes out at the highest, you know, level that you can run it at is always going to cost at least... You know, a thousand dollars more than a a PC uh, or a console at any point in its life cycle. And of course, consoles now. He, he mentioned you know paying five hundred dollars for a console. You know, you can get the top of the line console with like the biggest hard drive and everything for three for three hundred bucks. Uh, well, it's been three hundred bucks for a couple of years. Okay, now. I, I and, was just throwing and the thing is, rough estimate for a new console. I don't think that's going to go up with the next generation. I mean, it's going to go up based on inflation, but what we saw this generation was a huge expansion in uh, functionality. functionality, And I don't think we're even so. The the cardinal rule of uh, that any console gamer knows is don't talk about console gaming. No, don't buy it the first day. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't buy it launched. Because the games, are, the games are always crap at launch. They look like, you know, slightly upscale versions of last generation games. And the price will come down, and usually in a year. You, you give them you the time to recoup their money so that they can cut the price after they... Uh, to recoup their investment of designing the damn thing and give programmers time to play around with it and learn how to program right. the machine. Because they want to try and make a little bit mo- of money off of the yeah. early adopters, but their general strategy is to take a loss on the hardware and make it back on the software. Right, yeah. Just to make until the technology the... becomes cheap enough to start finally right. turning a profit on the no. console. Just to mitigate your... And this is not... I'm not contradicting your point about the PC and uh, the system requirements for PC games. However... I think that it is slightly overstated. Software uh, is, right now we're at a point where hardware has been ahead of software for a, for a while now, uh, to where even a, even a basic computer can run most games decently, not necessarily at the highest level. That, that's sort right. of the, the and, point and I'm making. Software mm-hmm. is catching up. 
But uh, but with a console, you don't have to fiddle with that a console. Stuff you don't have to console. Yeah, you don't have to worry about. But generally, it, it is not as much of a problem as I think. Now, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm just saying uh, right now we are at a point where software is lagging somewhat behind, at least as far as PC games and PC software is lagging behind hardware's capabilities. Now, it's catching up pretty quickly. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know, because uh, it seems like software is getting more bloated and demanding. But on the other hand, we may end up seeing some PC games that are geared toward the low end, because the fastest growing segment in the PC industry is the low end, is the netbooks and net top type things, and possibly um, tablets that don't have a whole lot of horsepower to spare, so we're probably going to see at least some games for, um, uh, you know, for for example, for Windows. Um, which, let's face it, when you're talking about PC gaming, you really are talking about Windows. Um, uh, as far as Apple goes, um, the I the iOS has proven itself to be a, a pretty sturdy and pretty good gaming platform. But Mac OS, as far as laptop, as far as laptops and desktops, doesn't really have a have a very wide selection of games. And Linux, pretty much every game is an open source clone of something else and lags something else for Windows and lags behind. Right. But I think we are going to see at least some lower end games because that really is where a lot of people are moving. A lot of people are moving towards these smaller. Little casual machines because they're like, you know, why do I need a big full size laptop when I'm going to check email? I can get one that's powerful enough to check email and I can stick it in my purse. Can um, you carry your purse? Next. Moving on. <laughs> next uh, point of contention uh, part says that the only thing keeping consoles afloat are platform only titles. I, no. I completely disagree with that because Activision, EA, your major Western developers. They're, you know, they're developing on as many platforms as, as they can, which includes PC. You can get a lot of major AAA titles on the PC, but I don't think they, they tend to play them as well because, or as much as they used to, because in a lot of ways, things like um, Xbox Live and PlayStation Network have made online play a little bit more convenient in some aspects. Well, it made it a lot more convenient and a lot more accessible to genres of games that didn't have it before. Now, there's still some genres that are dominated by the PC that, that consoles really have a hard time with. They don't necessarily uh, do them poorly, but there are some that the PC format... Like real-time strategy. M and MMOs. MMOs and RTS games are about all that's left now. Now, it used to be first-person shooters were pretty much exclusively on PC. And until then Halo came along. Then yeah. Halo came along, and Halo was... Uh, in terms of gameplay, not really anything groundbreaking. It had good graphics and a good story. It was the control setup. It was the control setup and proved you can do an effective MMO, or not... FPS. An effective FPS game on a console with the controller. And they, they proved that you could do that. Yeah, and I think that's that's where the Xbox really started to take off, especially here in the United that's, States, because, you know, that... That controller that they have now has allowed them to sort of build a first-person shooter and third-person shooter empire here in the U.S. Because, you know, among... And it reduced our, as far as PC games, it reduced um, the number of games that were exclusive 
<clears throat> or really best suited for PCs right, too. Right, because they saw they saw and a I, new market. I out know there. that they still put out some RTS games for um, console for console, but it seems like there a lot of them were kind of a lot of them have been kind of half-assed ports of games. With, with a few exceptions, um, you know, the only games that you really can't get on PC are the are first-party titles. Like, you know, you're not going to see. Resistance now. Now, 360 is the difference because yeah. Microsoft obviously, you know, it's a little tricky. With Windows, they're gonna they're gonna make it for Windows. Of course, they're why not? Yeah, it's usually well, it used to be later. It's a I don't know if they're doing it now. For PC in but in general, that you you have a few of those exclusive titles that help prop the system up, but I don't think they're the the sole reason. Left for Left for Dead, you can get that on Windows. And another huge issue is um, what platform most people play on. Exclusive or not, you know, if most people play Call of Duty on the 360 versus a PC, more people are, you know... Well, most people, most most people, again, the... Yeah. the That's by the second... Worrying about the right. casual user worrying about system requirements isn't going to happen. We're going to put it on there. What the heck? Anyway. Have we covered the, that one yet? Almost. So. Okay. Le- the last I, one is uh, well. adding stuff a la carte. No, Xbox did this. It sucks. Well, okay. Now, well, Xbox... that's true, but the way they did it was everything was an add-on. It's right. not... The way he's phrasing it is you have a set price, and taking off stuff would lower the price. Well, yeah. It's sort of, it's sort of the way I, Again, I, I, I thought uh, thought he was saying it. With that's kind of like, okay, this car comes loaded with everything. Now I want to remove all this stuff to with, make the car cheaper. Com- that's yeah. just not... The way you can't make money that the three six that's not the way marketers think. The three sixty did that, like with the hard drive size, with Wi Fi, with um you had H D DVD you before before Blu ray. Yeah, what you could you you could watch H D DVD, but none of these are changing the fundamental characteristics of the console. You can still plug an Ethernet cable to a three sixty and get the same thing. Well likewise on PS three, Blu ray is a fundamental piece of equipment. Yeah. Like again the, the games are on Blu-ray discs. If, yeah. yeah. If if some PS3s, if you could add or remove Blu-ray, then you would have to, you know, from a PS3, then you'd have to look at the game box and see, well, is this a Blu-ray game or is this a CD? Yeah, game? having multiple SKUs out D- there on, yeah. on the market isn't always a good thing. Well, no. consoles in general, the way that they are constructed, they're very tightly integrated. They're designed to be as cheap to manufacture as possible. You yeah. put it in as few chips as possible, and they use you know their own connectors because it makes it cheaper um, to put together. And there's not going to be a Dell for 360s where you say, I, I want this better video card in there. Yeah, I mean, I you, wanna, you, simply, the, you simply uh, cannot do that in a console and keep the economy of scale that makes that console affordable. That is, You that simply is can't do that. And the only way to do this a la carte kind of option is to do add-ons, which then you've got to either ship, make your console's case larger and have essentially empty drive bays or, or equipment bays, whatever you want to do. And the 360 does it pretty well. They have it snap it on the side. It affects the size. And I mean, you know they're coming out with the new thinner yeah. 360 because of that. And and I know that... I want to get and one again, with PS, I think it was PS2 oh, had yeah. one, too. And... They came out with some version because nobody wanted to use it. Time. Another major. Sorry. It's you. 
Chad's shutting down his network. Oh, wow, that thing shuts down for a long time. Yeah. I was actually starting This is our interlude. <laughs> this is your moment of zen. Um, <laughs> but, but, I mean, the, the only way you do that is through add-ons. And now, to an extent, yeah, everything with consoles has moved to USB, which is a standard, which is good because you can share peripherals between computers and other devices. But having add-on kits to do different things has never... This is... Well, this is not... Like you were saying... It's really been hugely successful. Back with the early consoles when you had computer kits, that was for hackers and hobbyists and things like this. That was for people who were a little more advanced. Now, add-ons... The console is for people who don't want to have to worry about that In general, add-on peripherals uh, for specific game types or specific functions have never really been all that successful. People kind of just, in, in terms of adding extra features, people just kind of waited until it made it into the next generation. Like, yeah. for example, the, the Sega CD. Nobody bought the I didn't. Sega... I didn't buy the 32X, but I have a Sega CD. 32X would actually be a little better. Um, although the CD, being that it's a fundamentally different format, would, would be a little... I would also be a good example. Most people kind of well, it didn't but it help didn't the, get used to the point that where it was. It didn't just get used. Most people just kind of waited. Most people kind of waited and said, uh, "At this point, it's, like it's a not really worth adding it on." And and oh, I guess a light light guns and things like that are kind of it. But there are enough console games out there with specialized controllers, like you know the Rock Band and Guitar Hero that that use special controllers. There are enough of those out there that you can't say that. Add-ons are completely dead. Rock Band is its own thing. It's its own thing, yeah. And it's it's an anomaly. Yeah, it is an anomaly. So moving on. Uh, Because they've supported it well. Well, for example, what about... I I, I sort of just... (coughs) What about, for uh, example... Checked out for the last 20 minutes while... uh, While we heard it out. Well, another example would be the um, iToy. They're actually integrating that with Kinect. But anyway... Moving on. Is it weird that as we go from letter to letter, we seem to be disagreeing more and more with him? Did you yes. did you did you rock, did you order them in such a fashion? No, they they are in chronological. So order. by the end of it, we will absolutely hate him. Yeah, we'll be like, no, we're keeping the fucking shit. Please, I hate everyone. <laughs> um, wow. On product placement, uh, I'm sure we all know how much product placement has been making its way into our our uh, games and our lives. In some cases, it is more ridiculous than others. Granted. Let me start out by saying this. I have no problem with product placement in games. Healthy one that they could smack a big uh, Mick logo on the side of my Xbox. Wouldn't hurt me one bit. Where I do it would hurt problem, me. Where I do have the problem is Come when on. the marketing space is sold to companies to advertise to us, and the product's price keeps going up and up. Take Bowling League, for example. Their team shirt, uh, a lot of times, will have sponsorships all over them. They take on the corporate sponsors in order to make a product that they're wanting to purchase cheaper, in this case, shirts. NASCAR. I want my console to look like a NASCAR. Um, <laughs> no. base- baseball games have every inning-, inning sponsored by some company. Every home run is brought to you by the state lottery. <laughs> this is done so that they can pay for the park, the employees, the players, keeping the pr- and the players while keeping the price- the ticket prices down. Disagree. Um, let's see. Anyway... What was his question? Um, he, he's he's wanting to. I think okay. There's less of a question, more of a. He doesn't like the idea that you know you see more and more product placement, but 
this reminds me not not exactly related Agreed. product placement, but advertising supported to an extent. Towards the end of its life, I think it was Web TV or MSN TV. Was Web TV bought out by MSN? Yeah, yeah, and then they became MSN TV. They were selling or giving away the set top boxes to do internet. This was a set top box that you plugged in and it did dial up, or I think toward the end they finally did put an ethernet port to do broadband and it did web browsing. And the web browsing was free, but your browser was locked with permanent ads on it that would rotate through, and you couldn't get rid of them. On a TV, no less, which is a crappy place to be browsing the web. I I think from a practical standpoint, the reason we're seeing more and more advertising in games particularly is because of the reported increase in uh, development costs. It is fucking expensive to program. But I do recall this this debate several years ago that, you know, they're going to start putting advertising on, like, Xbox Live so that, Hopefully, the price of Xbox Live will go down. Which, it won't. You know, they haven't. Really once they done. once they have you paying a price, look at any service. Once they have you paying a price, they are not going to lower it. They, they yeah. are never going to lower it. World of Warcraft is a great example. It's a six year old game engine. I think they've made their money back on it. But we could lower that fifteen dollars, but, but they, they won't. won't. Once once they well, have once that, they know you will pay that much with that one, it they being, will never change it. it. Being an online service with a whole lot of traffic. You do kind of have to wonder as far as that monthly fee goes. I've got no doubt they're making money hand, at least, hand over fist and about they're it. They're not ad, but support. you got either. yeah, they're not it's, doing it's ad support. Not like they're getting and money else. I, I have no doubt that they're making money hand over fist. But at the same time, you've got to wonder how much of your fifteen dollars a month goes toward keeping the servers running, because that is a ginormous amount of bandwidth and a huge amount of information to keep track of. And a whole hell of a lot of machines that break down and need repairs. And you you got to wonder from that $15 how much of that just goes toward their maintenance costs. Towards it, their, well, their it's one of those things where I, I can't see paying, you know, why I'm paying $15 a month when every Tuesday it's down for maintenance. Well, that's... Good point. Given well, the you, on a system, you need a maintenance window where you can go in and given the amount of do traffic. Yeah, but that's that's called the middle of the night when I'm not playing. Well, that that is a good. This point. is a worldwide economy. It's always going to be middle of the day for somebody who's. Playing. I understand, but they've got those you know servers you know based off of regions like you know United States. Yeah, but not everybody Korea. follows them because. Not that's, anyway, that's that's, if you don't follow them, that's the that's the parallel. It's in the middle of the yes, day for us. Everybody early in the morning for them. Not everybody for it's example, still lasts until like the middle of you know, like people work people work weird schedules, you know, and they'll and they want to play when people are online. Plus they're in California, so that's why Yeah, you know, it doesn't really they're in the great state plus, of California. <laughs> Plus, they're too busy swimming through piles of money to <coughs> put together a real schedule, so we can see where there might be a problem. They perfectly money. logical, perfectly understandable. Do they got a money I... bin, too? They have a money bin, Sweet. and they do swim through it. Like screwed right. You got to watch out for the Beagle Boys. Yeah. You do, because they'll steal your money bin. Hey, Dylan, <laughs> but back to ad support. Blubbering leather Skype. I don't know what's Ad supported what now? You fucking suck. That would be Charter if it's the problem, not me. Don't blame me. How come I never have problems with Charter? I don't know. Because you're not Dylan. You live elsewhere. Would you touch yourself at night? 
I am and Charter loves away. that. They get Charter is that. watching you. I am 15 miles away, and I never oh, have trouble with Charter. Um, Apparently, anyway, my, uh, to, it's your porn there. sites that are taking it down. They don't have porn sites, and even if I did, I wouldn't host them on my home internet connection because that would be that would be terrible. That would service. cause your internet to go out. Oh wait. <laughs> anyway. Back to the ad-supported thing. I actually read an article. I, I want to really? say I saw an article a while back <laughs> that where it was suggested that maybe having, like in games like Burnout, where you would have, where you would naturally be seeing billboards, it actually helped with the realism to have real ads in there. Yeah, because Burnout really life. needs realism. <laughs> well, okay, Burnout may be a bad example, but you know when you're, you know when you're. Having those things blend into the background, I, I can see that. But when it's forced and they're not cutting you a break on the price of the game, then yeah, that's kind of a. Um, they're kind of screwing you over. Just don't buy those games. There are plenty of games that don't force ads upon you. So moving on. <laughs> Street Fighter brought to you by McDonald's. I'm loving it. I would like to see Ron McDonald fight uh, <coughs> Colonel Sanders and the Burger King. You know, there was a... I think Nathan had this on his computer. Texas there's a match. There's a background someone did, like an, an image of, uh, you know, like... But I want an actual... The, the king would be like the restaurant mascot here as yeah, a because he's game. always sneaking up on people and scaring the hell out of them. <laughs> it would be it would start and with he a, had a special move well, that was, it was that, that's it, basically he's scary as hell. It would start out in good wrestling fashion as a fight between Ronald McDonald and Colonel Sanders, and then halfway through the match, just when you think the good guy's going to win, whoever the good guy might be for you, I'm not going to judge. Um, uh, that's when the Burger King will sneak out from under the ring. He was hiding there the whole time, and some bitch got a chair, and he's going to hit somebody. I, I'm thinking, and then he's going to run off. I, I'm thinking in this hypothetical fighting game, Ronald McDonald would probably be like the Mario. He'd be the balanced one. Colonel Sanders, he'd be kind of slow, but damned if he'd he wouldn't be, be able slow to soak up damage. From all the fried chicken. Yeah, but damned if he wouldn't be able to soak up damage. Like grease. Yeah. Wow. And a big old bucket of mashed potatoes. Mm. So I'm hungry. Oh man, I am too. It's kind of like when I watched Super Size Me. I was, you know, I was sitting there watching the guy. Reminds me, I got Quiznos. I haven't eaten. Dying from fat intake, and like I'm going, Actually, man, I, I sure could go it. for a fast food hamburger right speaking, now. Speaking of product placement, <laughs> I like Quiznos. <laughs> there, I said it. All right, so oh. we've tapped out the emails. So oh, is that it? I think yeah, we've tapped for, out just about everything. Thanks for writing in, Fart Chat. Don't Anybody do else, feel free to write in, and we will uh, publicly ridicule you. We'll deep. do a whole show for you yeah. like this. Yeah, write us a letter, and we will do a show uh, for you. Dedicated, okay. inspired by... Charlie might take off his pants. Gross. Might. I've already have. Oh, yeah. From and inspired by the film. Based uh, on the book. From the play. The official, the author game, who the official game of the movie based on the novelization. By Robert Jordan. That would be kind of awesome. Dead. That's not awesome. Well Unless he's you know what? Tupac Shakur's been dead and he's put out how many off how many albums? Her. He's not dead. He and Elvis well, are collaborating somewhere. On the mothership. <laughs> yeah. Oh, with Michael Jackson. With Michael Jackson. The real Michael Jackson, not the white one. Yeah. Anyway. Did you see my post? 
on Facebook. No, it had something to do with zombies, didn't it? It had something to do with zombie Elvis beating the crap out of zombie Michael Jackson. Guess what? I'm not a sexual predator. And guess what? So I'm not and on Facebook. It had to do something about and, him marrying his daughter. And, and guess what? That's for uh, marrying my daughter. Yeah. Jeffrey, when you see, yeah. did you see my post, you have to realize you do two to three posts a day, and all of them are about zombies. So if you say, did you do my post? Did you see my post about zombies? The answer is yes. The answer is probably, but I don't even like zombies in the first place. And Chad, Chad is, is playing Unreal Tournament. Nice. All right, well, uh, we're done now. That's the same that we're done. Thanks for playing and thanks for watching. Good night, everybody. Good night, Doctor Nick.